You there, adventurer? Yes, you. Do you desire knowledge of immense worlds and arcane power? A codex of untold stories and lore? Or perhaps simply easy listening for your daily commute? Then feast your eyes, or more accurately, ears, upon Dungeonpedia. Shit's about to get nerdy in here. and welcome to Dungeonpedia, an exploration into the lore of Dungeons and Dragons. We are your hosts for this week, Taylor Stanfield. I'm Travis Beasley. And this is our special guest. Uh, Jacoby John. <laughs> there you go. You may recognize him from, if you listen to our actual play podcast, he plays our warlock Lucian. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, uh, the reason we have a Jacoby instead of a Lewin this week is because Lewin is very ill, so ill that she can barely respond to text messages. Yeah, it's gotten pretty uh, pretty bad, apparently. So uh, Everybody go get your flu shot. Poor and Lewin. We've actually been talking about trying to get Jacoby on here for a while anyway. So it just kind of all fell into place. And also... Jacoby comes over on Wednesdays anyway, so... Yeah, here I am. Yay. Yay. So, this will be fun. Um, you weren't a part of the first episode mm. of this. Right. We're doing the Harpers again. I decided that I'm just going to continue down this rabbit hole because it's too fun. Right. But uh, you did at least... Listen. Listen a little bit to the right. other one. And you got pretty much of the gist of it beforehand, so we're going to jump in. Yep. Yes. To Back. their second reformation. Okay. Which I guess would be the third time they've been formed all together. Yes. Second third. reformation, third formation. Third formation. Weird. But before we get to that actual point, there's a few things that I need to go over. Um, we have to touch just a small bit on Mistra and Elminster specifically. Right, because Elminster is Mistra's chosen. Yes, and has played a vital role in every formation of the Harpers, turns out. That whole uh, being immortal kind of thing, or effectively immortal thing, kind of, you know, makes you a part of a lot of things. Yeah, really lets you live out your legacy. Yeah, no shit, especially, like, being able to use all the magic and stuff with it. Like, oh, the yeah. dude's got it made. Yeah, I don't know how many times we've been uh, we've been told, or not told, asked to do an episode over Elminster, and it's like... It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen, but, like, it's literally so much work that has to go into... He sounds really cool. He, he is. The he little is. bit that I have read of him through various things, like, I am going to do an episode over him at some point. A five-parter, maybe. A five-parter? <laughs> this one could end up being a five-parter. Oh, Who knows? boy. If so, I'll take a break in between. <laughs> You're not going to do what I did with the Everon episode and just, Ever Everon just, keep episodes going. And just keep going? I mean, I might. We do have a break with the other episodes in between. So. Yeah. Eh, I might. We'll see. So, um, after the original, well, the original, the last time they disbanded when they pissed off all the people in Elminster and Kelvin were like, nah, we're going we're gonna to get rid of this before it gets too bad. Uh, with the help of Mistra, who guided these specific people into Elminster's path, Elminster wound up training three other chosen of Mistra. Okay. Before they reformed the Harpers. Tried to figure it out, couldn't quite figure it out beforehand, but I believe we have talked a little bit in the Mishra episode about the Seven Sisters. Yes, I can't remember exactly how much, and since Lewin did that episode and is not here to tell us, it's a little <laughs> bit hard to tell you exactly how much she talked about them. But I know we mentioned them, and I know we mentioned them again in the Isla Stray episode. Yes. So to just kind of go over that fairly quickly, especially because I'm sure, Jacoby, yeah, you're no. not quite sure. No idea. Um, when it comes to being a chosen of Mistra and probably a chosen of any deity, really, only certain people can really handle it. 
others will like go mad or die from like the power. Right, right. So pretty much what it said was Mistra saw how Elminster turned out mm-hmm. and seeing that decided she was going to take the fate of who was going to be chosen out of fate's hand basically and into her own. Oh. She wound up possessing a woman, literally possessing, use the term, she yeah. wound up possessing her. Managed to get her with somebody that I guess Mistra could see that their bloodline would work. Yes. And pretty much forced her to have seven children. They were all female. And the last one ended in a horrible disaster. She um, basically started... Like, the possession was getting too great and she was dying. And her husband was like, oh no, she's possessed by a demon, and goes to, like, fucking kill her. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, at that point, Isla Stray, sorry for everyone who listened to the Isla Stray episode, at that point, <laughs> um, Isla Stray intervened and was, because there was a um, woman who, very close to this, was ca- had been carrying a, her own child, but the child died, like, in the womb, mm-hmm. and uh, sh- that child was supposed to be the chosen, uh, and she was a drow woman, and she was supposed to be the chosen of Eilistray, but so that Mistra didn't lose her chosen, and Eilistray didn't lose her chosen, they took the soul of the baby that the other woman was carrying and put it into the dead baby in the drow woman. Whoa. Yeah, it was a bunch of weird, crazy shit. And then that that ended up being the seventh sister and also a drow. <laughs> and also the chosen of two goddesses. Wow. Yeah, the fact that she was able to hold I, the power of, like, two goddesses, basically, is yeah. insane. But... Three of the seven sisters, Storm, Dove, and Laurel? 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 Laurel. It's L-A-E-R-A-L. It might be pronounced Laurel. I'm going to go with Laurel, but I could very well be wrong. Probably Laurel. I can't read, so. (laughs) It's okay. None of us can read. We're all just, like, faking it here. I'm actually going to try to... He just has a laptop in front of him, but he actually has no clue what it says. He like, memorizes some of the symbols. That, yeah. It's that how he's gotten all by. reading is. Kind of? Oh. Uh, Laryl. Laryl. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Good to know. Uh, Laryl Silverhand. Anyway. So Laryl. So Laryl. Um, these three wound up being the ones that Elminster wound up training and tutoring and basically teaching them how to use magic, and since they were all chosen, it was very easy for them. But they, they all grew strong, had a good, like, bond with the magic. You said that all seven were chosen, though? Right? Yes, right? all seven were chosen. Okay. Just yeah. these three were, for whatever reason, the ones that Mistra decided to guide into mm-hmm. Elminster's path. Yeah. Uh, she had, like, different plans <clears throat> for all of them, and... Chosen basically boils down to having an aspect of that god or goddess that resides inside of you. Right. Yeah. And actually, one of the other sisters, Saloon, wound up training under one of the original Harpers, one of the ones that survived from the last time. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Under her, like, father's household. Oh. It was like a worker in her father's household, and I don't think she was aware of the fact that he was a Harper at the time. Mm -hmm. Oh. But it just kind of randomly happened on that one. Fate and all that. Um, unfortunately for Saloon, she later died uh, defending Shadowdale from a dragon that was sent by the Cult of the Dragon, which is one of the big bad bads for the Harpers. I mm-hmm. mean, they're big bads anyway, but... Yeah. The Harpers of the Harpers specifically wanted them dead, or did the the cult wanted the, the Harpers, Harpers, dead? Harpers dead? Because okay. the Harpers will pretty much take care of anyone that is committing evil, more like, or less. They weren't on the list, but they would be at one point. Yeah, yeah. they crossed paths in the past, and they destroyed some of them. Uh, there's actually a little bit about something that they did to the cult of the dragon again a little bit later. Ooh. 
But in the first and only time I've heard about this one, Saloon wound up becoming a spectral harper after she died. Hmm. So she's a ghost harper? Ghost harper. Ghost harper. Ghost harper. I like it. Uh, Laryl became Kelbin's consort and senior apprentice of Waterdeep. Kelbin is another one of Mistress Chosen. He's the one that's been kind of like hand-in-hand with Elminster throughout this whole ordeal. Right. Mm -hmm. And then for most of 1022 DR, um, for most of that whole year, Elminster and Kelbin spent it wandering around searching for any suitable adventurers to take up the mantle of the Harpers. It was really difficult because they had a very specific set of, like, guidelines that people had to meet for them to want to show them everything. Right. Basically, they needed people who were skilled in the ways of the wild in battle, ones with the heart and backbone to dedicate themselves to a cause, but ones that have not yet done so. Hmm. So it's like when you apply for a job and you need experience, but all of those jobs require Require experience experience. and then there's no way in? Yeah. Okay, cool. Pretty much. Um, It was incredibly difficult to find someone like that because at the time, most people had already like dedicated themselves to a king or one group or another for their own gain or what have you. So almost everybody was aligned with somebody. It was just hard trying to find anybody. But eventually they did. Um, Oh, uh, Storm Silverhand, I forgot to mention this, actually became known as the Bard of Shadowdale and later became, like, I guess the manager. Basically, she runs the senior branch of the Harpers. Oh, okay. And, like, this next reformation, she ends up running the senior branch. Hmm. It's it's a weird way to <laughs> phrase it. But. Yeah, like, because my image is, okay, so when the Harpers um, fuck up my latte, I can ask to speak to her. <laughs> uh, yes, I was just trying to enjoy my latte, and suddenly there was blood on the table because one of your people killed somebody. So I'm going to need, like, in-store credit. I'm not picky, all right? I'm not trying to be a Karen about it. <laughs> Don't be a Karen about it. Uh, So the group that they found was a nameless band of druids, bards, and rangers that were exploring the forests of Cormir, which was... uh, One of the homelands of the elves, right? Yes, I believe so. That part I... Apparently, Cormir was also known as the forest country and the land of the purple dragon. Ooh. Hmm. Purple dragon? Yeah. Purple dragon. Uh, it was an independent nation in Faerun, basically. But they were wandering the forests, um, defeating brigands, which I love that word. It's a good word. I, I don't know why I have always loved that word. Brigands. Brigands. Um, basically, they were all doing this to earn like royal favor. So they weren't dedicated to anybody. They were just trying to get any sort of favor. Get some clout. Yeah. They were all, like, sons and daughters of, like, nobles or rich merchant families. Ew. Yeah, so they were all trying Ew. to just, like, get their own sort of recognition, I guess. Oh. Apart from their families. Relatable. Yeah. Um, they were led by two people. Two specific people led them, anyway. Uh, one of them was called Finder Wivenspur. Wyvern- Very cool name. Wyvern. Wyvern Spur. It's Wyvern a hell of a Spur. name. It is a hell of a I name. I always pronounced it Wyvern, but I've heard lots of people pronounce it Wyvern, and I just don't know anymore. See, I've always pronounced it as Wyvern, so... I like Wyvern better. Sounds, I don't know, more menacing. Uh, he was a bard of charm, confidence, and extreme arrogance. Hell yeah. <laughs> and then Ulzund Hawkshield, who was a grim ranger of great strength. Don't quite know what Grim Ranger. That what, means? Is it Grim? Like just he's yeah, just very. Yeah, like he was just solid. a very Grim, okay. I guess. I just pictured a Grim Reaper, but like ranged. I just imagine a dude with a scowl on his face the whole time. I could picture that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, there were always at least like 10 people in this group. They actually eventually wound up naming themselves the Wonders of Espar. Just, I guess, to get a name out there. Mm-hmm. To sound cool. Yeah. You gotta have a name. You gotta have a name. I learned that from <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> gotta have a name. Uh, Finder actually wound up attracting two other musicians of noble families and, I guess, convinced them to, like, run away from their families with the group. Nice. And they wound up joining them. And Elminster decided that the best way to sway the group was to get the three bards under his influence. And so he set up a chance meeting mm-hmm. <laughs> in yeah. the magical ways that Elminster does with the help of Kelvin. Kelbin. Wow, not Kelvin. With the help of Kelvin, the group was steered into meeting an aging old minstrel by the name of Gotchel the Harper. Gotchel? Gotchel. Gotchel. Gotchel knows. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't even like that didn't even register in my mind. <laughs> uh, well, Gotchel was just Elminster. Uh, oh. Magically uh, disguised. Tricky bastard. Can't trust these bards. No. I know I know he's a wizard. <laughs> or but the chosen. Just can't trust anybody, really. He has the heart of a bard. The heart of a bard. Um, within a month of their meeting, the Wonders became the Harpers. Yay. It took him one month <laughs> to convince them. Hey, guys, you should totally change your band name. <laughs> That's definitely what it feels like. <laughs> yep. So, listen, I know what you're thinking, but trust me, this is going to work. Also, rebranding. It's a lot we should better. go for a prog rock feel now, I think. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the it, the way to go. It Look, I, I know what you're saying, but it's a lot more hip and current. <laughs> <laughs> and I should know, I've seen all of the different phases of music. <laughs> all of them. But what about, no, all of them. Doesn't matter. Seen it, heard it. This is the best one. Deal with it. Prince agrees. Prince does agree. Sounds like he's trying to be his own band now. (laughs) So several of the rangers and druids actually had like their own private encounters with messengers or manifestations of their deities, telling them to basically be true to what the dream of the Harpers were, to follow the Harpers, join them, and do what they can to follow that path. Man, all of these deities are just so down for the Harpers. Yeah, so it was separate deities, like yeah, from just, all of them. They're like collective, different. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they just randomly they would be walking, and like one of them would have this weird encounter with a messenger or a manifestation, and they would just be like, "Yeah, so your god's gonna go ahead and tell you to go ahead and follow them. Just do it." Just. Follow them on Instagram, no big deal. <laughs> so, they did, because who's going to tell your god no? Right? Damn. I can't really argue with you. <laughs> yeah, like, you're a messenger for my god, so I mean, like, I guess, sure? Prog rock it is. Guess it's going to happen. <laughs> uh, once it was formed and everything, Godshul introduced the new Harpers to his friends, which were... Some of the surviving old Harpers from before. So he's still going as Gotchul, though? He mm-hmm. hasn't revealed himself yeah, as... Nope. Uh... He keeps this Gotchul form for okay. a while. Nice. Like, he never reveals who he actually is, just he is Gotchul the Harper. Okay. An aging mm-hmm. minstrel. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> Who's not really aging. Who's not really aging. Um, from here, he guided the group through several, like, smaller successful missions, kind of just in and around Cormier... The biggest one being that they destroyed a community of killers for hire that were dedicated to... Death? (laughs) Ball. Oh. Uh So, yes. Yes. The (laughs) god of death. So, you were right. Yay, I was making a dumb joke. That was right. (laughs) I love how often that happens. (laughs) And eventually, after seeing that... The missions are being successful. The Harpers are gaining traction. Elminster decided now might be the time to kind of fade back into the background. 
So Gotchul was killed by the agents of Bane. Um, the young Harpers wound up finding his smoldering body and followed a trail. <laughs> I cannot overstress how many air quotes there are, y'all. Yeah, so I don't really know exactly how, like, how he how made the he smoldering body part. I don't really did know. Did you just say the s'more bo- body part? The smoldering? Okay, I definitely heard the s'more body part, and maybe I just want s'mores. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> With body parts, you don't. No. Not, not those kind of s'mores. No. Uh, there was a trail that was very carefully laid out by Elminster beforehand that they followed, and it led them into the Sword Coast North. Ooh. Fancy. And pretty much wherever they went, like, on their way to where they were going following this trail, they dealt death to any of the people that they crossed that were doing what they were... Against? Against. Like, they did their job... Very well. So they kind of just moved and followed this trail, gaining reputation along the way, because Elminster's a fucking genius and just, like, laid this whole thing out for them to follow. I'm so proud of him. (laughs) Sneaky little bastard. Right? So the first century... Oh, yeah. I should preface this. Um, This episode is going to be the first century of the Harper's... New Reformation. The first century? Yes. Okay. There's, like, I think it's the first century, the second century, and then after that it says, like, the Harpers today. So oh. kind of where you would run into the Harpers in a campaign. Okay. Oh, okay. So this is just, like, the Reformation, and then them within the first century. Okay. This ends up being, like, the permanent Reformation. Okay. From as far as I could tell. I didn't read... Up to now. Too far ahead, but... Uh, within the first uh, century, Alminster and Kelvin faded into the background, but, you know, as always, not completely. Mm-hmm. Of course. They continued to manipulate the Harpers from the shadows. Uh, they drew them into trade alliances. Manipulating a shadow organization from the shadows. Sounds ominous. I mean, Alminster was the original Harper, so... And has been around for... Oh, God, at this point, like, two centuries or some shit? Like... Yeah, he's seen some shit. He's been around a while. Um, They helped them realize that they needed to make gold in order to support themselves. Gold helps. Gold helps. Um, That was kind of an issue with the previous Reformation was... They ran out of gold? Well, they hit, like, a wall, basically, to where they didn't grow anymore, but their enemies did. Mm. So this time, Kelvin and Elminster are trying to make sure that that doesn't happen. Because they've never really been for hire, right? They've always nope, just they, worked for themselves. They just do what they do from mm. the shadows, and people see the sign, hear about them, and that's about it. See, that's where they fucked up. You got to do it for money. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do all of your good deeds for money. Always. Good deeds are always better for money. Uh, in order to make gold, they chose caravan running and merchant shipping. And this also actually helped them to spread their influence around as well. And to gain, like, vital information. Yeah. Because oh, they're yeah. now running caravans and trading, and now they're going to all these different places. They can get more information. Their influence is kind of spreading. I remember in the last one, you said that they didn't travel in packs. Are they traveling in a pack this time or are they spreading themselves out again yeah so it didn't exactly specify but i would assume that as far as like caravan running they probably they're probably in a bigger group now yeah they're probably more just undercover at this point they probably don't have the well actually at this particular moment none of them have the like harper symbols Mm -hmm. on them okay so they're not like running around branding the harp in the moon Right. So they're probably doing it more undercover now. Mm-hmm. But with each other. But with each other. And, of course, as they, like, went to the Sword Coast North, they were traveling in a group following that trail. Yeah. At first, being, like, solitary was beneficial for their survival, but now traveling in groups is more beneficial for their survival. Yeah, especially now that people, well, their enemies know that the Harpers 
were a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at this point, are starting to realize that they are again. Mm-hmm. So they're traveling more in groups now to be a little bit more prepared. Yeah. Plus, they're still like pretty fresh, right? Like, yeah, these are all pretty fresh meat. Pretty, yeah. Uh, yeah. Fresh and healthy and new and raring to go. Hmm. Um, Elminster and Kelvin wound up naming certain Harpers Master Harpers. This is like the first rank that they introduced because it was like Master Harpers and then you had Senior Harpers and then I think it was just Harpers. There's only like three ranks <laughs> minus, you know, Elminster and Kelvin who were arch mages and King Harpers did whatever the fuck they wanted. King Harpers. He's the Harper of I do what I want. Yes. <laughs> um, also, the Master Harpers, I'm not quite sure how they managed to do this, but the Master Harpers wound up, well, I guess part of it is with the help of Mistra, receiving the blessings that the gods had promised to the Harpers before at the dancing place. Okay. <laughs> um, sure. So when they reformed... Right before this, they met at a place called The Dancing Place. And Elminster was basically talking to all these clerics and worshippers of different deities, trying to talk them into, mm-hmm. like... Joining in. Joining in and helping the Harpers. And it eventually turned into everybody getting possessed by their deities. That's right. Okay, I remember now. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. <laughs> hey, I mean, a refresher is always nice. A refresher is always nice. And their deities wound up promising them, like, certain abilities and stuff, like, enhanced power. So through the help of Mistra and probably Elminster and Kelvin as well, the Master Harpers got... Those gifts. Those gifts. Nice. They kind of just continued. The Master Harpers were then trusted with naming their own ranks, and they also decided that any Harper could sponsor a person that wanted to become a Harper. They had a whole test like, in order to become a Harper, that was basically designed to make sure that you weren't evil, that you were strong and fit enough, you had a strong mind enough to not, like, fall to corruption, so on and so forth. So it was kind of difficult. A lot of people didn't make the tests, but some do. See, I was going to make a joke about, like, they definitely should have not let you, like, name your own rank because I would come up with something stupid, but then I'm like, no, I'm not even strong enough to be a Harper, so, you know. <laughs> well, it's not really an issue. I'm yeah. too corruptible. You would then have to become a Master Harper to be able to name your own rank, so. You act like I wouldn't do that just to be able to name my own rank. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Elminster and Kelvin then decided... That it was time to aid a little bit more, so they crafted harp pins that had magical powers. They sent dreams to some of the master harpers that led them to Gotchel's tomb. It's time to step back into the shadows. Oh wait, no, I want to do more hands-on stuff again. <laughs> well, yeah, but see, they no one knows that Elminster is the one doing all this. Yeah, I know. I'm calling Elminster out. Him specifically. Him yeah. specifically. Whenever they got to the tomb, they found a generous handful of pens. The exact quote, a generous handful. A generous handful. Hmm. Uh, sitting on the stone slab that covered Gotchel's remains. And they were in the outline of a crescent moon. Nice. This is where I would also like to point out that the... And I don't know if this is how it was... The whole time, mm-hmm. but at least it said the remains that were in Gotchel's tomb were that of a shepherd. Hmm. So like just a random shepherd. Yeah, it just says though they were the remains of a poor shepherd. So was Elm? Did Elminster substitute that his body for the shepherd when he fucking burned it? <laughs> They kill an innocent dude. <laughs> I'm hoping not. Probably not. It didn't say. It said poor shepherd. It said poor shepherd. I don't know if that means he like oh you poor dead. soul. He was probably already dead. Okay, fair. Either way, it wasn't you know <laughs> Elminster. Elminster, right? Obviously, um, they then sent more dreams to the master harpers that found the pens, telling them three specific things about them. 
First one is they were to call upon the best wizards and smith in time to come and craft more of them. All true harpers and only true harpers were to wear the pins. And only master harpers could name a senior harper the rank of mastery. Why that last one was involved with the pins, I'm not quite sure. It's just one of those little memos that you slide in. Yeah, he had to make sure that they got that. They were like, oh, crap, we forgot about this. Um, Let's add that in here. (laughs) Let's go. Send it in a dream. It's fine. (laughs) It'll it'll be fine. Don't worry. They'll get it. They always pay attention to the dreams. (laughs) And then Elminster had another idea where he went back in a disguise. Different disguise. A different disguise. Okay, Elminster, I'm going to need you to decide. Do you want to be in the room or out? (laughs) Oh, but see... Elminster's a cat! (laughs) But see, this disguise was to be out of the room. Huh? Huh? All right, I'm going to... Yeah, I know it was my analogy, but please just... Explain? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, I'll do it after the break. Fuck you! (laughs) Ah, Eat it. Hey, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening to our episode over the Harpers. It has been a rough week for us here. First, Lewin got sick, and then I got sick, and now Travis is kind of getting through a quick, like, um, headache, illness thing. So it's just me this ad break. I'll try and make it as short and sweet as possible. As always, we still have our Patreon available. That is at Dungeonpedia, and we have a few tiers available there. And if you're interested in more of our content and specifically more Jacoby content, he is on our actual play podcast called Projectile Dysfunction, which you can see more of that at our Twitter page at ProjectileCast. But for more Dungeonpedia content, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dungeonpedia. And this was a continuation of a suggestion. And because Travis keeps track of that, I actually don't have... The name of the person who suggested it on me right now, but you can email us more suggestions at dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com. As always, don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts so you can get notifications as soon as the episodes go live. And if you don't mind, please remember to rate us, review us, whatever you can do to help us spread the word. Thank you to Alexander Nakarada for our theme song, Blacksmith, and with that, I will just get you right back to earlier in the week, us with less sickness. All right. I'm going to need you to explain yourself because I'm still very confused. <laughs> All right. So Elminster, along with Dove and Storm, mm-hmm. disguise themselves as wandering minstrels. So, I mean, Elminster's still a minstrel. He's just not Gotchel. He's a different minstrel this time. It's when it's like <clears throat> when your character dies and you make that character 2.0, but it's a different guy. You add junior to the name. Mm, there yes. you go. <laughs> or senior if you want to play an older one. Yeah. Yeah. Avenging his son. Yeah. Anyway. So under the disguise of wandering minstrels, they spread the word of the mystique and adventure of the Harpers. Basically, they just went around singing about them. Yeah. So... Their idea of helping out is more advertising? More or less. Okay. For the secret, like... But they did it... They did it in such a way that they didn't give any specific, like, these are the members' names or this is where they are. I would hope not. Yeah. (laughs) Just wondering minstrels, like, these are the tales that we have heard of this shadow organization doing good for everybody without... Payment. Right. Bard stuff. Bard Bard stuff. stuff. Yeah. Fucking weird-ass bards. (laughs) They did, however, include a few hints as to where they might be able to find a Harper stronghold if they wanted to... If anyone wanted to become a Harper. See, that's where they fucked up. (laughs) Mmm, you say that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, they followed the words that were sung by these minstrels... They found their way to an inn that was west of the Bridge of Fallen Men. And the inn had a big old sign that said, The Sign of the Silver Harp. Okay. That was the inn name. Uh, I just chose a weird way to say it because I can. (laughs) Fair enough. 
by then was called the sign of the silver harp. So people would go and like follow these weird clues and find it and try to become harpers. And eventually, naturally, an enemy of the harpers decided that they were going to use this to strike against them. Oh, yeah, of course. That's why I said I think that's where they fucked up. Specifically, they were the followers of Bane because they just can't fucking stay away. Right? No. Is that like the main enemy? That... It's pretty much, yeah. They're, yeah. like, right up on top of the list. The followers of Bane... Well, Bane has his fingers in a lot of pies. Yeah. Mm. And is eating none of them. <laughs> so, but instead of, like, attacking them directly, they contacted Gargoth. Yeah. Uh, he was a demigod... Okay. ...of betrayal, cruelty, political corruption... Yay! And... Power brokers? <laughs> okay. Yeah, one that... of these things is not like the others. <laughs> that last one just kind of got slid in there like, yeah, cruelty, betrayal, political corruption. Uh, he needs one more. Power brokers? Sure. <laughs> Why not? Right? And they basically enlisted his aid in attacking the inn. But. But. See, this is why I said you would think. Almost it was prepared. For this to happen. And kind of, like, not wanted it, but definitely expected it and was more than ready. I think he wanted it. He He's an old man <clears throat> who's bored. He <laughs> That's why he went on the road. He just wanted to go sing some songs. He got bored and was like, eh, I'm going to go travel a little bit more. Yeah. It's not like I'm going to die. And then they're like, but you're going to attract the attention of someone bad. And they're like, oh, good. He's like, good. I'll be able to <laughs> fucking kick their ass. Good. Bring it. He wasn't expecting it to be, you know, Gargoth. Right. But it didn't matter. No, because he's fucking Elminster and he's a badass. <laughs> uh, he prepared the inn to basically be a giant trap that had spell did. triggers everywhere. Of course he did. One of them actually released an enraged beholder. No! Oh, That shit. Elminster had trapped in a magical vortex like long before this. What the fuck, my man? Right? You got some uh, rage in there, I think. So, you know, Gargoth and, you know, Bane's followers attacked the inn. They were hit by these spells that had, like, no source for them to attack because they were just triggering everywhere, just blowing shit up. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly, out comes this enraged beholder. Oh, good. Who's, like, bored and angry and hungry. Yeah, no telling how long it's been there. Yeah, it literally just said long ago. I don't have a time reference for when he trapped the Beholder. But yeah, I'm sure the Beholder was pissed and probably very hungry. Probably. So, I mean, not only this, they also had two Archmages hurling spells at them. Nice. Like, they lost. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. The end got burned down to the ground. But they lost. Gargoth fled and was like, fuck the shit, I'm leaving. Like, I'm not dealing with this anymore. Uh, the followers <laughs> try, were completely defeated, and the Harpers gained a massive reputation boost after this. Nice. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Fine, Al- fine, fine, fine. Also, a fun little side note. That uh, in any time somebody, like, buys it, and goes to rebuild it, mm-hmm. Bane's followers come and burn it to the ground. What the fuck? They did not like that shit, did they? Nope. Like, anytime it's rebuilt, they'll come, burn it to the ground, and leave. Damn. It doesn't even matter if it's, like, the Harpers. They just, they burn it to the ground, and they leave. They're like, We're, that's not staying up. This is a monument to our colossal failure. It doesn't get to stay. <laughs> it's just... It's just funny as hell, because they're just like, someone rebuilt it, and let's go burn it down again. Ah, uh, they we just burnt that thing down. <laughs> God damn it. And also, you would think that after, like, three or four times, people would know to just stop buying that property and rebuilding it. Yeah. Hey, hey, <clears throat> hey. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so the Harper's... Did they use that after at all, or did they, no. like, immediately... They like, abandoned it yeah. after that. They were gone. They built this stronghold somewhere else. <laughs> it was just like, eh, it's fine. 
All I'm saying is that sentient people are very stubborn. It's true. It's true. That's why when white people buy houses that are haunted, they stay in them. <laughs> I, I mean, I was going to try to... Refute it? Refute that, but it's true. It happens. <laughs> Joey is one of them that will specifically try to find a house to buy if it's haunted. Okay, well, Joey's w- weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. And following this, the Harpers actually had a lot of, like, really good luck for a while. Eh, the while is what makes me nervous. Right. Yeah. Because, um, like, following not long after that, the Harper agents, the ones that specifically had been following the Cult of the Dragon... Yeah. ...found the lair of a Draco Lich. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Alglodix? Probably. Draco Legends have weird names. <laughs> it's a dragon name, you know. Yeah. Um, wound up destroying it, like completely killing the undead dragon. Good job. And seized its hoard of treasures. Nice. And then Kelvin took to covertly investing those funds into properties and businesses in cities just all up and down the Sword Coast. But not the previous inn. But not the previous inn, because everyone knew that that was a bad idea. <laughs> Uh, This ensured that the Harpers had permanent income. Smart. And it actually made the Harpers the largest secret landlord in Waterdeep. (laughs) (laughs) I Uh, love it. That's awesome. Even still, like it said, like to this day, they are the largest secret landlord in Waterdeep. See, there you go. Money. That's all you needed. So now, you know, they own all these properties, they're renting it out to people, they're getting all this money coming in, which I can only assume that Kelvin probably put it under some fake, like, pseudonym name, so they don't know that the money's going to the Harpers. I would hope so. Yeah. Unless it was just another ploy for them to get attacked again, and then get more famous. Uh, not Um, this time. Yeah. Not this time. He, they didn't go and trap all of these businesses and stuff to blow up and release beholders <laughs> and. Yeah, because that feels that feels like at that point they would stop being good and it would be very evil. Uh, it's pretty good though. I mean, it was funny at least. <laughs> um, Maybe not good, but funny. Funny, funny. So, then after this, we had the followers of Malar. Uh, the Beast Lord? Yes. Yeah. Um, lesser deity of the hunt, evil lycanthropes, bestial savagery. Ooh. He partnered with Lolth to try and kill Corellin. Elven <laughs> gods. Okay. He's an ass, basically. Cool. Um, the followers of Malar began what was called the Great Hunt, where they basically just hunted down rich and powerful rulers. Hell yeah. Trying to plunge the land into sheer chaos and lawlessness. Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) I love how you were down for the hunting down rich and powerful people. Yeah, and then immediately. (sighs) Like, lawlessness is where we lost you on that one, huh? Look, chaos has its place. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Eat the rich. (laughs) I mean, given what Malar looks like, he probably would. He probably did, yeah. Yeah. So, Elminster, seeing this, sent the Harpers to kill any of the followers of Millar that they could. And after two winners, they actually wound up killing Belagos Wolfwind. A cool fucking name. Real cool name. Uh, he was the priest that led the hunt. Ah. He was, like, the major priest and that started it and led it, and so... He got the coolest name. Yeah, he got the coolest name, Belagos. Makes sense. Wolfwind. But it's W-Y-N-D. Like Wyvern. Hmm. <clears throat> of course. Yeah. Has now, to be different. we get to the more, like, slight downslope part here. Um, over the course of, like, this whole time, Finder Wyvernspur turned evil. Yeah. Um, he started searching for ways to immortalize his songs. Just... I mean, his arrogance, really. Oh, no. No, not his arrogance. (laughs) His arrogance caused this. Resist urge to make joke. Yep. 
Proud of you. So difficult. <laughs> um, and in doing so, he wound up trying to cast this spell that wound up killing two of his apprentices. Damn. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck that spell was supposed to do, but I don't think it was that. I mean, maybe it was. It might have been. But hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. This caused the local Harpers, I guess the ones that were like, wherever that happened, to call a meeting with three of the senior Harpers where they determined that the Harpers would police their own. Because up until this point, that had never really needed to be a thing. Everyone were all good. Everyone was on the same page. Everyone was working together. And suddenly, Finder goes and fucks everything up. He was before the test, right? Yes. Uh, he was so. a part of the original, like, wanderers that Elminster found. Yeah, so he didn't have to go through the test. Yeah. So, uh, should have retroactively tested him. Right? I mean, come on, Elminster. You think of everything else, including right? using a shepherd's body, but you don't test the people beforehand? You didn't see Wyvernspur coming. No one sees Wyvernspur coming. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> God damn it. Um, and during the meeting, they basically said that the code of the Harpers that was made like on the first formation and that they had stuck to through the history of the Harpers wasn't just something that was said, but was something that needed to be followed to stop them from becoming like any of the other bloodthirsty groups that... Any of those other groups... Yeah, any of the ones that, like, started doing things strictly for money or strictly for glory. The Code of the Harpers was set to follow this and to stop... Greed. Greed, and to stop their whole thing from unraveling and becoming this mad money grab, basically. And so they decided that, as punishment, Finder's songs and his name would be forgotten by all. Nice. Damn. And with... A powerful spell, they stripped his name, even from his own mind. Oh, fuck. Damn. And he was banished to another plane of existence. That's brutal. The banishment lasted 300 years. I don't know if he wound up dying in that plane or escaped, but whatever plane they sent him to, he was there, known as the Nameless Bard, because he didn't know his own name. Oh, Oof. For Oof. 300 years. Nice. Like, talk about, like, a punishment that fits a crime. Right? They were like, all right, fuck you. Here we go. So, soon after this, the Heralds, which were the um, group of, like, historians that the Harpers had helped form in their first formation, I believe. Yeah. They were the ones that basically keep note and track of the history of everything in Faerun and mm -hmm. everything like that. They were still a part of the Harpers at this point, but now they decided that they were no longer able to function as trusted Harpers because they looked at it and they feared that the Harpers were becoming just another power group. Right. And they wanted to split themselves off from the Harpers. Okay. There was... It wasn't, like, hostility or anything. They were just like, we're seeing what's happening. We don't want to be a part of this. To be fair, I mean, like, it did kind of seem that way. Yeah. I can see why they would I think mean, that. Yeah, there were a few things kind of right back to back that they were like, uh... I'm not totally comfortable with this anymore. <clears throat> and since there was no other way to keep them, Elminster and Kelvin came up with a very peaceful way to, like, part ways. They agreed that the strongholds of the Heralds would always be open to the Harpers uh, for rest and recovery if they were wounded or they're traveling through. And in return, the Harpers would continue to gather information for and take messages to and from the Heralds. Nice. Wow. So they still worked together. They were just they're, they're co-workers and They're co-workers <coughs> instead of like the same organization, basically. Right. They're not the same department. Ah, uh, there we go. See, I thought it was going, like, the opposite way, and they fucking wiped their mind. Oh, no. They're like, well, I guess we're going to have to do to you what we did to find her. Come here. Come here. <laughs> Come here, boy. No. So, then we have the last bit that I'm going to cover here. And this part was just kind of really cool, and this ends the first century. 
we have, yet again, followers of Bane. Fucking Bane. <laughs> but also, alongside the Cult of the Dragons, saw this whole splitting thing as an opportunity to try and spread rumors around that the Harpers had become so evil that that's why the Heralds left. Ah. Ah, twisted it. Yeah, but see, here's the funny thing is no one knew that the Heralds were a part of the Harpers <laughs> to begin with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no one had any fucking clue, so they were just like, I don't care. Like, I, we, I guess I believe you, but, but I don't know what you're talking about, also, really. And also, like, I don't really know what that has to do with, like, anything, so... <laughs> yeah, it, like, most people just, like, didn't believe them because they didn't know the Heralds were a part of the Harpers. The Heralds weren't a part of the Harpers. It just didn't matter. They were like, I don't care. Right. Like, Go away. <laughs> um, This angered them? No. They were... Demons get angry? <laughs> They were so angry that no one believed them that the priest of Bane caught a harper and tortured her to death in public in a city called Selgont. Damn. Damn. Um, starting, you know, the lovely domino effect. This angered the harpers. Yeah. To an extreme. Torture, anger the harpers. No. <laughs> and in response, they unleashed hell. On the priests of Bane. Like, that whole fucking city, any priests of Bane that they find, they unleashed hell on. Any and all agents and magic that they could muster, they sent them against them. They did everything they could against the agents of Bane. Anything that they could pull, they did. Any, like, favors or what have you, they would call in and be like, hey, we need your help. Come help us kill these people. Damn. Impressive. Yeah. And a little brutal. And eventually, it actually wound up killing who was the high imperceptor of Bane. It's basically the highest ranking of priesthood for the followers of Bane. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they killed the highest leader, basically. They, they killed a high priest? Yeah, they fucked up the followers of Bane. Like, completely. Then... Oh my. They cast a... This is a, G a direct quote. Many-layered spell that took four days to break that emblazoned the body of the High Imperceptor with a glowing silver harp symbol. Oh, damn. And Whoa. pretty much just, like, displayed it and was like, don't fuck with us. The Harpers are, uh, they're getting kind of... Little twisted. Little twisted, yeah. Like, I feel like, you know, demons are evil and everything, but... Damn. I mean, they killed a Harper. Look, I'm not saying that it was a bad call. I'm saying that, and this is something that you have pulled on me before. I'm saying that mutilating a dead body might make you start to lose your um, good alignment towards neutrality. Possibly. At least it, it starts you on that path, and you cannot deny that I'm wrong there. <laughs> no, it would start you on that path, but that's kind of where that ended. Because then the priesthood of Bane turned tail and fled away from the Harpers for a good while. I'm assuming what was left of what it? What was left of it, yeah. Because yeah. obviously they didn't like go around all of the lands and killed all of them, but right. they got the High Imperceptor, so they did something. yeah. It also ultimately enhanced their reputation, like, even further, because they just took out this massive priesthood. Yeah. Like, 90% of it, probably. Put a glowing harp on them, too. Yeah, put yeah. a glowing harp on them. And they kind of just ran away from the Harpers, because, one, they were probably scared shitless. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. very, very weak after that. And then the other part was... The position of High Imperceptor was now open. Ooh. Time to start killing each other. For so the they position. started. They started fighting within themselves. Oh, is that how that works? I mean, I, I guess so. I don't really know how they choose. I'm gonna guess that there's infighting and murder. Yeah, they don't seem like a very organized or no. political um, affiliation. No, they're also well. Demons. Demon demons and demon worshippers. Yeah. yeah, demons and demon worshippers. So I wonder if that means that the High Imperceptor at the time might have actually been a demon rather than 
a person. A person? Perhaps. I even, like, tried to look up, like, High Imperceptor to see if I could get a name for this particular time, and it didn't give one. Mm. It gave, like, a list of significant High Imperceptors, but there was, like, two or three of them. And he, that, the one that was murdered wasn't one of them? Not that I could find. Mm. So, I don't really know what or who it was, but they did. They did. They did. (laughs) They so did. Where, uh, where did they display that body it didn't say but they might have done it in Selgont. i kind of assumed but i don't know or they could have just done it wherever the hell they killed it maybe actually at like the stronghold that yeah the high imperceptor was in mm-hmm. they displayed it somewhere and everyone got scared <laughs> yeah 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 and the harpers got very very powerful and that ends the first century with a lot of scary and, I'll admit, somewhat twisted <laughs> strategies. Effective nonetheless. Effective, Effective absolutely. Nonetheless. Just, yeah, it was a little This is one of those moments there. where if I were a DM, I would be saying, you know what? You've got to go pray to your God <laughs> <laughs> because you fucked up. Okay, but no, 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 no. <laughs> but see, no. when I, I, I don't think that that's necessarily mutilating the body, though. I mean, it's open to interpretation, but like well, they definitely were a little bit driven by revenge on that one. Not necessarily just their, oh, we need to smite evil. Oh yeah, no, they were driven almost purely by revenge at that point. So because like know. up until then they had been. Hunting down followers and stuff here and there where they could find them, but they never unleashed a massive assault. Right. Until then. So they weren't necessarily like corrupted. They were just like a little like blind, blinded by like revenge. Yeah. I, I'm not saying they're evil. I'm not even saying they're they're neutral. I am, however, saying it was a <clears throat> chaotic neutral at best action. It's a slippery slope. It is. They got, what, two centuries? Or there's the second century and then, uh, I guess, the pre- the present. And then, like, the present day. Yeah. Or what would be the present day? Hold on. Let me actually see. Oh, you know what? I think I was wrong. Yeah. So it's actually the third century and then oh, no. the fourth century thus far. So uh, okay. I guess. And this is all from... The Code of the Harpers book, which I believe is for second edition. Oh no, there's got to be a lot of more information. Oh no. Yeah, this is this is covering like the earliest formation and what was written about the Harpers that I found, which was this entire fucking book called The Code of the Harpers, and it has so much information in it. At this point, I fear that I'm going to end up just like reading <laughs> just reading the book just reading the book on podcast and <laughs> i'm gonna try to avoid doing that but i will cover the harpers a little bit more because and i'm sure because elminster can't keep his fucking hands out of it there will be more elminster oh yeah um actually i did read ahead in the second century and elminster does some weird stuff that pretty much involves him you know, being immortal and everything. Right. Well. Everything involves him being immortal. Mostly immortal. Mm-hmm. All but immortal. He starts to just travel to different planes as well because he gets bored. Oh. So okay. there are some shenanigans that happen from a different plane later on, too. Some plane shenanigans. Some plane shenanigans. <laughs> well. Damn it, Elmins. Just stay in your lane. <laughs> this... The whole world is his lane at this yeah, point. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I thought about that as soon as I said, I was like, yeah. I mean, it's just the whole world is his plane or lane. Wow. <laughs> Apparently, other planes are his lane as well. He's got lane planes, okay? He he has, yes. <laughs> he has lane planes. Plane lanes? Sure, sure, D- sure. Doesn't no, matter. No, uh, either way. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have enjoyed listening to Jacoby... And you haven't checked it out yet. We have our actual play podcast, which Jacoby is a part of. Yeah. It's called Projectile Dysfunction. More of his uh, comments on that one. Well, in that one, sorry. 
not on that one. I mean, I guess you can comment on that if you want to. Um, I, I'll say that if uh, if you didn't, I, I won't be in the next one. <laughs> so, hmm. There's that. And if you did enjoy him on this one, let us know so we can drag him back here because people like him. And they will. They will drag me back here. We will. They, we will. It'll happen. Don't forget to follow us on our various social media platforms at Dungeonpedia. And as always, thank you so much. Continue spreading the word. Yes. Um, I guess hopefully Loon will be feeling better next week. Yes. Uh, just uh, we're, we're going to... Hope that she feels better and send this episode for her to edit as a big thank you for, or a big get well soon. Get well soon. Yay. But thank you once again for listening, and we're going to catch you next week here on Dungeonpedia. See, Elmister does so much shit, though. Yeah. I'm going to have to cover him. Yep. At some point.